We go over the latest inflation data. Apple is in talks with the MLB. Go over the biggest analyst calls of the day. DoorDash's CEO joins Meta, and we talk some of the latest funding in the crypto world. This is the Running With The Money Briefing. Let's get into it. What is up? How's it going? And welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pound of the Table. Either way, we got to get right into what in the world is going on within the markets. Currently, we have the Dow Jones down three, NASDAQ up 33, and the S&P 500 up 10 after the markets did push to the upside this morning just after that latest CPI read, which we're going to go over here in a second. But over the course of the day, the market has been falling back a bit, and those are the latest index readings. Shifting into the best performing groups or sectors within the markets, we have basic materials outperforming today up 1.84%, energy in second place up 0.99%, and consumer statisticals up 0.78%. Meanwhile, the two lagging sectors, two red sectors within the markets, consumer defensive and healthcare. Now, shifting into our first headline of the day, it's of course the CPI reading the latest consumer price index data out of the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So, here we go. So, we had an increase of 7% in the consumer price index. That is the fastest move we have seen to the upside in this or the fastest 12-month pace that we have seen in nearly 40 years throughout December. So that's some big time stuff there. Now on a monthly basis, CPI increased 0.5% as well. If you take a look at the estimates, well, the estimate overall, the headline number was 7% and the annual basis was 0.4%. So in essence, it came in as expected for that big overall number. But on the in, on the month over month basis, not the annual basis, but the month over month, it came in slightly above the expectation. So definitely something to pay attention to there. Now, this annual move of 7% in the CPI was the fastest increase since June of 1982. But we can't just leave it at the headline CPI number. We have to go in to the core CPI. Now, the core consumer price index, once again, it excludes food and energy for some reason, but it does. And that increased 5.5% year over year and 0.6% uh, from the previous month. So you take a look at how fast that is in comparison or how big of an increase that is in comparison to past readings here. And that is the largest annual growth that we have seen in the core CPI since February of 1991. So it's safe to say inflation is still running pretty darn hot and that also came in above expectations of an annual basis of four point, uh, 5.4% and a uh, basically a quarter over quarter basis of 0.5%. So that is something to note, both core CPI and consumer price index as a whole, the headline number, both of those beating the expectations or coming in hotter than expected, you should say, um, when it comes to this reading and what was expected and inflation overall as a whole. Now, uh, to round out the CPI data that we got this morning, the real average hourly earnings, that posted a 0.1% increase, uh, which really wasn't all too bad, but definitely something to pay attention to for the month of December. And also, it's important to note that that 0.6% overall gain did indeed outweigh the 0.5%. And 
Finally, going into CPI, the headline increase on a year-over-year basis, the real earnings that came out of this. Well, real earnings did did indeed decline 2.4% according to the BLS. So that is something to note, real earnings declining 2.4% according to the BLS. Now, shifting into Apple and the MLB, what in the world is going on between the two? Well, according to sources per CNBC, Apple is in talks with the MLB, the Major League Baseball Association guys, um, to acquire the rights for their weekday package. Now, what does this all entail? In essence, um, this if, if a deal is made, this would mean that the largest tech company on planet Earth, or at least by value, the most valuable U.S. tech company here, would be uh, joining a pro sports media package. And that's the first time we've ever seen this. Now, this would also give Apple's Apple TV and Apple TV Plus a major boost, supposedly, in viewership and content. So that is something to note. And then finally, what is the MLB weekday package? Well, it allows a network or a streaming service, which could be Apple TV Plus, to view or show viewers um, baseball games on Mondays, Wednesdays. Uh, so that, you know, is pretty big. Monday and Wednesday, some primetime baseball throughout the week. Apple being able to provide that to viewers on their streaming services if they do indeed get this deal, supposedly, uh, would be pretty darn big, and many do believe it would be. Now, you take a look here, and it is important to note that this weekday package is not exclusive. The rights are not exclusive because these smaller regional sports networks, otherwise known as RSNs, can also show viewers the game. So that is something to note, but it is important to take note that Apple, one of the biggest companies in the game, is in talks with the MLB trying to get an agreement done on that weekly or that weekday package. And this is all per CNBC sources that did not want to be named. So we have to take it with a bit of a grain of salt. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had Barclays naming Salesforce a topic for 2022. Going through what in the world Barclays had to say about Salesforce, they go on to say, quote, our top pick for 2022 is CRM. After last quarter's sell-off and the recent correction, Salesforce is trading and is trading at an attractive cash flow multiple for a name with double-digit growth and ample room for margin expansion. So when it says what Barclays is saying here is, look, guys, Salesforce is too cheap now. Top pick for 2022. We think it's going to rise throughout the year. Uh, very simplistic way to put that in this call. Now, we also had New Street naming Tesla the top pick for 2022. The top picks continue to roll in. New Street going on to say, quote, despite the ramp of two factories, we expect margins to expand as recent price increases impact recognized revenue. We expect Tesla to break the 30% gross margin bar this year. New Street is bullish on Tesla, especially on their margins. Now, shifting into BMO Capital Markets, upgrading Take Two Interactive to outperform from market perform. The firm went on to say, quote, we are upgrading shares of Take-Two Interactive to outperform from market perform. Our $180 price target or target price is unchanged. The basis for our upgrade is the pending acquisition of Zynga, Z-N-G-A, for those of you who don't know, which we think will help smooth earnings variability while offering compelling synergy opportunities. So it seems BMO is very much bullish on this acquisition of Zynga by Take Two, and they are upgrading this sucker to outperform. We also had John, we had Jeffries today downgrading PayPal. Can you believe that? Jeffries downgrading PayPal. Why in the world would they downgrade PayPal from hold to buy? Well, 
Uh, here we go. This is what they had to say. The poor optics of downgrading 40% off the highs are not lost on us. Nevertheless, we move to hold based on limited uh, potential for price to earnings expansion at five times premium to pre-COVID while e-commerce trends continue to worsen and competition intensifies. In essence, Jeffries is saying here, we don't see where all this growth is going to come from and we really don't think the stock is going to see outsized returns this year or at least in the near term. Now, shifting into Evercore ISI, upgrading DoorDash to outperform from in line. Evercore went on to say, quote, we are upgrading DoorDash to outperform with a $256 price target based on four key factors. Number one, DoorDash is dislocated off 40% in trades close to trough multiple. Number two, DoorDash is a strong fundamental asset and a proven structural COVID-19 winner, having grown Q3 revenue by 45% year over year on its toughest comp. So in essence, Evercore ISI is like, hey guys, this company is strong to us. It's way off those highs, 40%-ish, and we are upgrading this name with a $256 price target. An interesting call and an interesting upgrade at Evercore ISI on DoorDash. We also had William Blair upgrading Shopify to outperform from market perform today. The firm goes on to say, quote, we are upgrading shares of Shopify to outperform from market perform. With the recent sell-off in the SaaS space, Shopify's valuation has come down to a more reasonable level. William Blair upgrading Shopify to outperform, basically saying it's uh, much more, uh, in essence, uh, valuable here, or the value of this company is much better than what it was uh, not all too long ago. And now we want to get in because the valuation is not crazy, is really what the firm is saying here. Now, shifting into this call, out of Barclays, upgrading Snowflake to overweight from equal weight. The firm went on to say, quote, we are upgrading Snowflake in this reports to overweight from equal weight. As we think the market is not fully appreciating the quickly emerging data sharing opportunity. In essence, Barclays is saying here, look, guys, this thing has gone too far to the downside, and we believe it is a buy now. People are underappreciating the company, and we think uh, the stock is going to perform well in the near term. Now, shifting in to another call out of Barclays, naming Marvell a top pick for 2022. They go on to say, quote, 15 to 20% revenue target with drivers across every segment. Cloud carrier infra auto, much greater versus most large cap peers argument that multiple should expand closer to AMD and NVIDIA. The company has reshaped its portfolio with the broadest set of IP and process technologies in many secular drivers across all segments. And that's this Barclays is saying here, look, Marvell is not trading how it should. It should trade more like AMD and NVIDIA when it comes to multiple and valuation. And therefore, we like the name for the year. And then finally, we have Goldman Sachs initiating coverage of Planet Labs as a buy. Goldman Sachs goes on to say, quote, we initiate coverage of Planet Labs with a buy rating in an $11 price target. Planet is the market leader in commercial Earth observation, where the opportunity to sell data analytics into many industries is massive. So those were the analyst calls for the day. I hope you enjoyed them. Some very interesting ones there, especially Planet Lab, the smaller company that hasn't gotten all too much attention in the past few months. Now, shifting into DoorDash, their CEO, Tony Zhao, I believe is how you pronounce it. X-U is his last name. Uh, if someone has the correct pronunciation of his name, please, please, please let me know on Twitter um, because boy, oh boy, 
Uh, I definitely want to pronounce everyone's names right when it comes to the show. But he didn't. Jo- he did. He joined Meta's board as a director. So this is big time. So Facebook's parent company, now Meta Platforms, has named DoorDash's CEO to their board as a director. This is now the tenth person or the 10th director on their board. This is going to be effective immediately. Many um, are basically saying that this is a big time thing. They're bringing in even more e-commerce leadership talent and that's something to note. We know that Meta and specifically Facebook has really been working on their e-commerce front and we did get a statement out of Mr. Mark Zuckerberg on this news. He goes on to say, quote, Tony has built a great service for millions of people to get food and more from hundreds of thousands of restaurants and small businesses. I've always thought it's important to have great tech leaders on our board. And Tony has direct experience both running a tech company and solving complex challenges in commerce. I look forward to learning from his perspective as we build towards the metaverse. So in essence, Zuckerberg is simply bringing on more experienced people, even more experience on to the meta team and board. And he's really building a powerhouse of technology talent seems to be preparing for this metaverse build out. Some very interesting stuff out of Facebook. Now shifting into two smaller headlines that I want to touch on both uh, actually stories from Blockworks. So I recommend if you're looking for some crypto news, go check out Blockworks. It's an awesome source, but we did have two funding rounds that were announced or completed and then announced on how much they raised, et cetera, and all the details. And I really bring these up, these smaller headlines, because I want to show you truly how much money on an annual basis um, these cryptocurrency related companies are receiving and getting. It's pretty darn crazy. So we're going to lead with zero hash. They raised $105 million in their series D funding round. That's pretty darn big. They announced this today. And really this comes just after a few months after they raised money in October. So they're continuing to raise money. You actually take a look at the overall time frame. and their series A was $4.5 million in May of 2018. Their series B raised $15.5 million in March of 2019. Their series C1 raised $5 million in September of 2021, and then a Series C2 in October of 2021 raised $35 million. And now in their latest Series D funding round, they raised $105 million of in December of 2021. So this is big time stuff. So in total, really since May of 2018, they've raised $165 million. Now, what in the world does Zero Hash do? Well, they are a company that in essence provides embedded cryptocurrency and NFT uh, products and services in some cases to platforms. So those platforms can offer uh, trading and rewards and earning and staking of digital assets on their platform. So in essence, they power these brokers. They power these cryptocurrency um, platforms uh, on the back end and also on the front end with some of these uh, products. So some very interesting stuff uh, that Zero Hash does. They've been receiving major investment really since October with a Series C2 of $35 million and a Series D now of $105 million in December of 2021. Now, it's important to note the new investors that came in in this latest, uh, this latest funding round include Stephen Cohen's Point 72 Ventures and Bain Capital Ventures. 
also NYCA uh, was in there as well. So some uh, big time firms also coming in here. So some very interesting stuff when it comes to Zero Hash, raising $105 million in their latest Series D, and overall receiving quite a bit of darn money since May of 2018 in Funding. And then finally, uh, the Swiss digital asset bank, SEBA, S-E-B-A, they announced that they raised $119 million. So, their Switzerland-based S-E-B-A, S-E-B-A bank, SEBA bank, um, they are a digital asset banking platform. They raised $119 million and their latest Series C funding round. Now, we did get commentary um, actually from BlockWorks. They reached out to SEBA and got response. Uh, so I'm just simply going to read what they received in an email and published in their article on, quote, Guido Bueller, I believe is how you pronounce his name, CEO of SEBA, went on to say, quote, the round was significantly oversubscribed, reaffirming our vision and business strategy as the bank of the new economy. So it seems that the company is doing quite well. The crypto digital assets bank, SIBA, Switzerland-based, receiving even more funding, $119 million. Now, this capital raise was led or co-led by Altiv Ordway Selections, Summer Capital, and DeFi Technologies, but there were some remaining ones in there that you might recognize, such as El Meta Research, FTX, and a few other existing investors. So some pretty big stuff when it comes to the Swiss digital asset bank, SIBA, raising $119 million. So in total here, we had two uh, significant raises of funding here that were announced today within the cryptocurrency world. And I figured I'd throw these in because at the end of the day, the more institutional money, the more big time money that moves into the cryptocurrency space um, continues to validate the space as well. And it's important to pick up on these little headlines along the way, really to just uh, get to know the industry a little bit more. But either way, that is the show. That is the briefing for today. We will be back tomorrow of course, with another briefing on the biggest headlines and everything you need to know surrounding the markets. But in the meantime, please go give my boys over at Pounding the Table a listen anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify or Apple Podcast. And also, please, please, please go give me and my team a follow at Run Over the Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Luke Benet, where a lot of the uh, Running With The Money analysis is published anytime, anywhere. So, in the meantime, easily profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.